Just Nick said it's massive, I don't know. <laughs> Sailed over your head. Uh, yeah, that went well over my head. Um, yeah. yeah, they're on season eight currently of Naked Attraction. It's been going on since 2016. Is it? God. God fucking damn it, my recording stopped. What a yeah. shame. <laughs> oh, well. <sighs> should, we start, should we stop and start again? Quick clap test. All right. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome to episode 197 of Laps Gamer Radio, take two. Uh, I'm your host Mark Hamer and my recording stopped. I'm joined tonight by Mr. Nick Case, Mr. Mark Chazzy and Mr. Andy Piddy. How are you gentlemen? Hello, good evening. We we just had a lovely chat uh, about... um, uh, Channel 4 dating and sex shows, basically. Yes, of which there are way more than I than I realised, or at least remembered. There's a lot. <laughs> There's way um, more than I have on my VHS at home. <laughs> yeah, way more than I can than I can. Uh, write. This is the thing: is I, I don't because I don't watch terrestrial TV anymore, really, uh, apart from you know Match of the Day and Formula One. Um, I uh, if it doesn't end up on Netflix or something like that, I don't really know it exists. Which is why I've only really just started watching the Undateables, and there was some other trashy show that um, the girl over at Geekichi was recommending called Selling Sunset, and oh, it's like a reality show about real, real estate, estate agents. in yeah, yeah, yeah. Southern California, yeah. and it sounds awful, and I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> like um, just the kind of trash I can really sink my teeth into. The sort of trash is like really good to stick on in the background whilst you're doing mindless paperwork. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, what have you gentlemen been up to over the last couple of weeks since we last had a little chat? I've got to say, this episode is probably going to be more ramshackle than usual. Um, we were due to record another episode, uh, a specific uh, topic episode, and then our host ha- had a leaky boiler uh, and couldn't make it. And so we've had to just breathe. We've had to quickly assemble and try and put together some other podcast. So I don't really have any notes. I don't have any clear direction, um, either in this podcast or in my life. Oh, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Who am I? Um, Where am I? Yeah. (laughs) Um, I told you guys this story, but I don't know if I don't know if the listeners will even care about this. I went out for dinner uh, last week for the first time in a while. Lovely little Italian restaurant in Aundel. Um, And then afterwards, we went into a local pub. And when I was like eighteen years old. Uh, I fell in love with this band called Cave-In. And one of the things I really, really liked about Cave-In was like the tone of the bass um, in that band. It had a very, very distinctive, like rumbly, huge tone. And I loved it. And I looked at what the bass was. uh, And then I was like, oh, it's this thing called a Gibson Grabber. 
It looks really nice. Oh, they stopped making it before I was born, and they didn't make many of them, and they're super expensive secondhand. Oh, well, I will never own one. Um, And I've spent, like, the, you know, have many years since then dreaming every now and then about owning a Gibson Grabber. Never seen one in the flesh, apart from, like, when I've seen a band and someone's been playing it, and I've just stared wistfully at it and thought, yeah, maybe one day I'll own it, but... (laughs) Um, they're super expensive, uh, like two grand up secondhand. Um, so yeah, when we went to the pub after we'd been out for dinner, uh, there was one of them bolted to the fucking wall in the pub where any (laughs) twat can like fall on it after a few too many pints. So I sat there slowly drinking my pint and staring at it while other people talked at me and I was just, just like all sound, everything around me just like melted away and all there was was me and this bass guitar on the wall and i wanted it and i messaged the pub and they said uh, and i said like would you be would you consider selling it or trading it because i've got a 19 i dated it uh it's a 1977 fender precision bass um and i thought maybe they'd consider a trade for that uh and they said no it's a sentimental piece so not only is it a two thousand pound bass guitar <laughs> at least because it was in very good condition. Uh, but it's also a sentimental piece, and they just bolted it to the wall of the pub where... By the front door go. as well. Where by the front door. Where any fool could smash into it. Mm-hmm. Where any fool could smash into it or grab it and run. Um, Gives you an idea, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it did give me an idea. <laughs> I'm thinking about heists all of a sudden. Uh, but I'm going out for dinner again on Thursday, so who knows what treasured... Uh, you know, thing that I wanted when I was younger, I'm going to find this time. <laughs> Maybe like an original Moog synthesizer will just be in the corner of the restaurant. <laughs> It'll be used as the, they'll be using it as the dessert trolley or something. Yeah. Fuck. Um, anyone else got any depressing stories <laughs> from the last week? No, it's all been sunshine and roses for me. No, it's been oh, all fuck good, you. Mate. Yeah, 2022 is great. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's been alright so far, actually. Yeah. Apart from the weather, the weather's been a bit shit. Yeah, it's been cold, mate. Uh, no, yeah, but not properly cold. I can expect like a proper cold snap round now. Like I like, mm. uh, I like to walk to work in the snow. So I know it's oh. weird, but it doesn't get it doesn't get to happen very often. And I quite <laughs> like going for a stroll in the snow. <laughs> I'd rather go for a stroll in the snow than a s- stroll in the just like slightly damp. Yeah, weather yeah, that we've had. Uh, well, it's. It's been nice and crisp late at night and then very early in the morning. And then by the time I go to walk into the office on the days I've been going in, it's just been wet and miserable. <laughs> it's been a bit of a shit winter, to be honest. Yeah. It hasn't been cold, properly cold. And that, that's usually a bad sign for the following summer, right? Yeah, this podcast brought to you by the Met yeah. Office. It's been like yeah. a two out of ten. <laughs> There's not been any snow. It's not done anything nope. it's just been a bit shit nope. also i realized when you were just talking then i now can't hear the word stroll without thinking about lance which is a bit concerning <laughs> <Not> really <laughs> mm. that's too much formula one mate mm. yeah too much is it such too a thing much. yeah counting down even they go on a break thing for weeks mm. <laughs> back soon they are i'm counting down the days until they they uh, unveil their 2022 cars because they'll all be they'll be all new they'll all be they won't just be like 
spot the difference between last year's car and this one and it's really hard to actually spot the difference it's like they're, they're all new they're going to be crazy can't wait um like, do you reckon someone like will turn up with like six wheels or something like they used to do back in the t- like no unfortunately the regulations aren't like that anymore but it's like uh, the the new design template for the cars is so radically different to what it's been that I'm just looking forward to loads of seeing bo- what they do with bobbles it. and doodads on them Mm. Yeah, I don't think yeah. we'll ever get back to the days of like the regular six wheel. That was now. a Tyrrell, wasn't it? Yeah, um, I, think so. I think it was a yeah, yeah a, a six wheel Tyrrell. And I think Lotus did a six wheel car as well, but like the four cars, the four wheels at the back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the Brabham fan car. Um, was it Williams that had like the active suspension? Yep. What was um, that one you were showing yeah, me the other day, which has no rear wing? Oh, the. Peugeot, oh, the Peugeot 9X8. The hypercar. Yeah. Yeah. That was insane. Mm. That's, that. that's the um, LMH car that um, the Peugeot are planning to, to run at Le Mans. Right. Yeah, they think it can uh, win Le Mans. Yeah, with no rear wing. It apparently produces all of its downforce just from the natural body shape and from the ground effect, effect. from the Venturi tunnels underneath. Mm. Bonkers. Yeah, yeah. It has um, to run in the twenty-four hours of Spa if if they want to run it in the Le Mans. So we're going to see it soon. Yeah. Oh, cool. Fairly soon. Yeah. Um, spring sort of time, right? Yeah. yeah. Looking forward to that. Nice. Um, yeah, a friend of um, um, Zoe was like, uh, he was at the the dinner that we were at uh, at the weekend, um, and I was talking to him about it actually because he he's a um, automotive engineer and he worked for Jaguar Land Rover and he does like um, racing on the side uh, and he doesn't understand it at all and like that that's his field <laughs> he doesn't understand it how it works um, so it's going to be really interesting but it's like the whole selling point isn't it they've got like labels on the back that say like no rear wing or whatever yeah anyway right. um, we're a video game podcast should we talk about some games. video games um, yeah. what's this What's this? Some some news. Um, <laughs> something something big happening in the world of video games. Really? Um, yeah. Just the biggest happened. acquisition ever in the world of video games. Uh, Take Two Interactive have bought Zynga. <laughs> yeah, that was the biggest yeah. time. Yeah. What does that um, What does that mean for the future of video games? Surely no one can top that, right? Oh no, that's, that's far too much money. It's just ridiculous yeah. amounts yeah. of money. You never. Billion? It's insane. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Just, what's going to happen next? Microsoft buying Activision Blizzard? <laughs> uh, uh, so Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard um, <laughs> for $68 billion. Yeah, 68.7. So close to being the magic number. Yeah, I think uh, they were actually trying to make it slightly less so they didn't hit that number, apparently. So it wouldn't be 69? Yeah. No. But did you say all the, like, okay. the newspapers sure, Activision were like, didn't Why don't want you that round it up to 70? All the broadsheets didn't want to... <laughs> yeah, they basically rounded it up to 70. Yeah, I mean, they all they round it up anyway and say yeah. like 70 billion. Um, I'm sure it's probably way more than 70 once you apply like taxes and whatnot. Thing is, though... Uh, for how much it's going to cost Activision Microsoft. for 69 million is a great metaphor for buy- like just for Activision in general. Like just being the most yeah. childish number possible, <laughs> you know. You know, no with, you, with so your weed leaves in like Call of Duty and that kind of stuff. You know? Yeah, surely that'd be for. Uh, it's a big acquisition. Gearbox. Um, sorry, 
if if yeah, gearbox that, that wanted themselves, they'd be sixty nine four twenty. Yeah. Just to you know, yeah, they're not just so, so yeah, but Gear, gearbox are a subsidiary, aren't they? Of, yeah. um, oh, are they? Yeah, well, I thought they would take two. I thought they got sold out to someone like Tencent. I'll, I'll look it up. No, no, yeah. they're a subsidiary of. Um, I want to say. I want to say they're a subsidiary of Take Two. Yeah, aren't I, they? yeah. Gear, no, Gearbox are owned by somebody else. I think. No, 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 I think you're right. I think Gearbox software bought out Gearbox for one point three million to formerly known as THQ Nordic has acquired Borderlands developer Gearbox. THQ. That's it. Yeah, Gearbox yeah, Software. Yeah, because THQ, THQ went up buying a load of million. people, buying a load yeah. of places the other year, didn't they? Well, yes. Yeah, they THQ um, Nordic actually own the biggest board gaming company now. But aren't THQ yeah. Nordic themselves a subsidiary of, like, Koch Media or something yeah, like Media. that? Yeah. yeah. Or, um... Well, here we go. They are the Embracer followed by a cock. <laughs> but, <laughs> They are owned by the Embracer Group. Ah, that's it. Embracer. Right. I knew it was, yeah, okay. I knew it was one of those like yeah. weird new names. Well, yeah, this is of. this is one of the things that, that that's like slightly worrying about this Microsoft buying up all these these companies. I thought Bethesda was probably the biggest one they were ever going to do. Um, there, there's been rumors floating around that maybe like they try and dip their toes in the Japanese market and they'd pick up like Capcom Sega. or buy. Um, um, Konami's like gaming IP from them, or pick up Square Enix, but perhaps try and get a foothold in Japan. And I thought like those are about the sort of size that you, you think they they go for. But then to buy Activision Blizzard, who are huge, well, this deal um, we are rapidly well. really, uh, we're rapidly reaching that point where everything's owned by like four companies. Yeah. Well, like this deal apparently is like what is it four or I can't remember how many times Star Wars, the Star Wars buyout, is it? Six billion, I think it was. Yeah. Well, how, well, how much was the... How Marvel. much was... Star Wars wasn't six billion. No. Oh, six yeah. That was more than... It was more than that, surely. Star Wars was about six. Yeah. It's got to be more than sold. that, surely. Right. Star Wars was sold for 4.1 billion. No, you have 4.1 Seriously? Right, so this is... <laughs> way bigger than the Star Wars buyout. What the fuck? How, how much did they cost? How much New reports suggest it may be near a 10 billion, but even so. Shut's fine. They could have bought seven Star Wars. Yeah. For what they paid for Activision. How much did Marvel cost them? Okay, so Not much, because I think Marvel were in the doldrums at the time. Yeah, they were, they, really? this was just coming up for mm. the M- MCU. That's uh, four nuts. billion. Fucking hell. So yeah, how, that's is, how, how did it is. cost this? I know you're you're. It's not just you're not just buying, um, an IP because yeah. like with, with Star Wars they're buying just an IP and with Marvel they're just yeah, buying, they're just IP buying licenses like and characters. So if you want to, yeah, if you want with a Activision Blizzard, they're also buying equivalent would be Fox. Lots of I was going to say yeah. Well, um, this is it. I think the biggest buyout was the Fox buyout before that. It's, I think this is the biggest per. Ent- like entertainment purchase ever made in America? Fucking no, Walt Disney Company bought 20th Century Fox in 2018 for 71 billion. There you go. Oh, yeah. So it's the second. Oh, highest. okay, right. Fox. Yeah. But again, so, that's 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 like lots of film studio. There's there's like actual um, yeah. material TV and film Simpsons and stuff. 
Yeah, yeah no, but, but again, like not like just that. IP, just IP, but, but like, like you say, physical, there's like physical studios TV stations and lots, yeah, yeah. and movie you know, studios and things like yeah. that. And with Activision Blizzard, they're they're buying not just the IP, but also I mean, the whole of Blizzard. studios. They're buying the whole of every Activision studio that exists. And King, don't forget and King. King and King, which is probably making them more of money Candy than Candy Crush else. Saga. Yeah, probably. Is that game still popular? It must be, right? With like Facebook mums. Oh yeah, of course. It, I mean, they love a bit of Candy Crush Saga. Um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> for me as a um, as someone who has an Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscription for the next three years, it's great because <laughs> um, I can potentially yeah. get access to a bunch of games. A bunch more games for like you know included in my Game Pass subscription, which is you know, yeah, which is excellent. Um, overall, for the consumer though, I don't I don't know if this is good. No, I mean, some word from the regulators they're not very happy with it. Or something, I heard the um, anti competition yeah. laws yeah, in yeah. Uh, yeah, but they've like they've been toothless for so long. When was the I mean the last time I think I can remember. Um, them actually doing anything in was was when like Microsoft was broken up into different parts. Was it the internet like, because of it? God, how long ago was that? Oh, that 25 was years ago. That's got to be in the two thousand, yeah. like early nine, late nineties, early two thousand. And you think it? of all the crazy shit that's happened since then. Well, mm. if you go, if you go, um, not just America. Much- um, Asda weren't allowed to buy Sainsbury's the other year. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah. But that's UK, but not. Yeah, no, US. no. I mean, this, I'm talking about like American um, anti. Like the, the no, EU are very strong right? yeah. on that, like anti-monopoly stuff, and yeah, and um, like the noises I'm hearing are that they they're a pretty toothless bunch all round, and they're kind of making noises that are gonna, you know, they're gonna. Well, they're regulators, and, aren't they? It's yeah, regulation, well, and and America's had the different regulatory bodies cut to the bone over the last twenty years. Yeah, so uh, which has um, led to quite a lot of problems. And so I can see it going um, through. Yeah, I can't see this being stopped, but um, I mean, if if anyone was gonna if if they were gonna kick up a stink about anything, it would have been any one of the number of purchases that Disney's made over yeah. the last decade. Yeah. So I wouldn't. Um, in the grand scheme of things, it's not as big as that. There's still an independent EA. There's still independent Ubisoft. Just about um, Square Enix, Capcom, and so on and so forth. Uh, but this is, I mean, Activision Blizzard are one of the big three uh, non-platform holder mm. publishers. Yeah, I mean, can you yeah. imagine that Xbox conference if they ever do an E3 Xbox conference again? Right mm. when they wheel out like, all the Xbox games, all the Bethesda games, all the Activision games, all in one conference. But I mean, that's kind of what they used to do anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? All the, just, yeah. yeah, that's all they they just make deals and do that anyway. I remember you know, like. I suppose, you yeah, know, yeah, Fallout, yeah. Fallout 76 and Call of Duty were at the have their own Xbox sections, conference. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, these no. days, like, second-party publishers, they're not second-party, you know what I mean? Uh, you yeah. Activisions who, who make Call of Duty in these year, every year, um, you know, yeah, franchises, and even your Bethesda's, like, Fallouts and stuff, they, Microsoft and Sony literally pay them to be at their conference, yeah. so yeah. they might as well just buy them instead of paying them every year. 
So Microsoft now own Doom, Halo, and oh, Call of Duty. I mean, that's bonkers. Just thinking about it that way, right? Yeah, that's, just, that's insane. Yeah, um, people have been a little bit worried, maybe that uh, it could lead to certain titles not being um, cross-platform anyway a- anymore. But um, when Microsoft bought um, well, there's the Minecraft example, the, right? The, yeah, the Minecraft Studios, whatever they're called. Mojang. Um, Mojang, that's it, yeah. When they bought Mojang, um, they could have made Microsoft, uh, they could have made Minecraft exclusive, and they didn't. Uh, and then when they made like a spin-off Minecraft game in Minecraft Dungeons, they could have made that an exclusive, and they didn't. Um, I can see I mean, they're, they're, a world yeah. in which like Call of Duty continues to be multi-platform. Yeah, I, I personally think they're different it. kind of games. Minecraft Things isn't a system seller. Minecraft is an I- a children's IP, which needs yeah. to be everywhere yeah. to get, you know what I mean? Yeah, this to is get it. All I think the, they'll everything. pick and choose. Like, they'll do think, something with Call of Duty, like, where they'll they'll do the Warzone well, thing. They've got Warzone. Warzone will be yeah. on everything, because mm. they yeah. can monetize it. It doesn't cost them much money. But, the big, but they can also but do that the reg- with, with Call, Call of Duty, Duty multiplayer as well. Ex- yeah. But they won't. Like, they won't, literally, when, when, Microsoft, when Microsoft bought Bethesda, Phil Spencer went on a po- on interviews and podcasts, and he literally there was there's a quote somewhere. I said we didn't spend X many billion to put games out on Playstations. No, no, but I think what it would it would be like is the future IP. So like Starfield is going to be an Xbox exclusive. I don't think the next Elder Scrolls would be. I think that would well, probably be cross platform. Starfield like new has IP been confirmed come up Xbox with. exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Starfield is an yeah. Xbox exclusive. That's a new IP, but I mean, like existing like Elder IP, Scrolls, whatever it is. No, I, like, I still think yeah, that Call of Duty seven. is literally a system seller for a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of I mean, people all play Call of Duty like, and FIFA. For a lot of people, it's one of the two games they buy. All yeah, year, Call of Duty and FIFA. So, if you couldn't get Call of Duty, if you couldn't get Call of Duty on a PlayStation, those people would very quickly buy an Xbox. Yeah, and never buy a PlayStation. How many of those people now? I would. Uh, I mean, this is a completely different conversation. But I, I wonder how many people these days buy Call of Duty for the multiplayer versus just play Warzone. No, this is the thing. Is then there's a lot of crossover stuff. There's a lot of there's a lot of weird like crossover stuff where like certain weapons and items and whatnot. Um, oh. Yeah, uh, my screen just went just went quiet. Uh, um, <laughs> no. Certain like um, weapons and skills and things like that are only um, available if you have the new Call of Duty as well. Ooh. It's a bit confusing. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I think most people just play Warzone, right? Judging by TikTok, I don't <laughs> see many clips being shared of like regular Call of Duty. It's all Warzone. Who told you about TikTok? <laughs> um, so not too old to know about Tamur TikTok. Hussein. Tamur Hussein keeps on posting funny TikToks on his Twitter feed. <laughs> so I think Call of Duty's on its. I've had it for a while. There is actually some good stuff on there. It's ninety nine point nine percent garbage. Yeah. But that builders and naked percent. There's another five percent, one percent that's like kind of actually interesting. Yeah, it's it's either like. <laughs> Let's say frankly inappropriate content and really terrible <laughs> lad humor. That's that's vast majority of it. But that like point one percent, there is some gold on there. 
Anyway, that's so. A, anyway. I've just done some. Well, I just did a, a quick Google, and Call of Duty sure? Vanguard was the best-selling game of 2021. Yeah, but it was the lost. <laughs> First on the previous years, it was still the low, one of the lowest selling. I think it was the lowest selling Call of Duty yeah. since two thousand and seven. So that's fourteen. Yeah, but it was like a like low year the, for the games best... anyway last year. So it's yeah. the highest. But of, like, I also from year. what I understand, like the high point was where it was the was um, uh, modern warfare, not 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 the old modern warfare, no, the one that came remastered, with but the one that called embedded in it. Yes, the first one they Infinite had Warzone. Warfare. As well, no. Uh, it's just it's just called Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare two thousand seven. Um, Modern Warfare two. No, no. The the more recent oh, one. It was like three years ago. I was playing it. No, Modern, it was like uh, twenty nineteen. Infinite Warfare Legacy Edition comes with Call of Duty Modern Warfare Remastered. No, no. It's oh god. It's literally just yeah, called Modern, Modern Warfare. Warfare. Um, there was another one. Was there? Yeah. Yeah. It was. It came in like twenty nineteen. Nice. It was yeah. the last one I bought. There was another Black Ops after that, and then it's been Vanguard. Yes, yes, yeah. So, like, not the last Call of Duty before this one, but the one before that. Um, it was called, yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the right. 2019. 2019. Not to be confused with the original Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare, or the remaster of or the original Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare. Remastered. <laughs> it was a new one called Modern yeah. Warfare. Um, <laughs> that was, like, the high point recently, and then it's been gone... Yeah, but Excuse me, in terms of sales, are, what then, I understand is they're not. It's it's on a downward curve, Call of Duty. So they need to do something with that. Hmm. But again, this would be a perfect time, you know, it during the merger. It's because they the introduced. Xbox, um, All right, they'll have one more. They introduced a free to play version of it. It's like if if uh, if if uh, you like playing Call of Duty. But all of your mates are playing the new Warzone mode, and the new Warzone mode is free to play. Why the fuck would you buy the new Call of Duty? Well, this is it. Mm. But if that's on anyway, Game Pass, that's like one aspect of this whole thing, right? Can you um, envisage a world in which um, a World of Warcraft subscription gets rolled into Game Pass now? Yeah. I can on the PC, and I could see a Even spin-off. That is like fifteen pounds a month, right? I think for a World of Warcraft sub. Yeah, on I its mean, own, it might be like you've got Game Pass, pay an extra. Fiverr or something. It'll be like the Warcraft pass, and you get so call it a tenner, and then you get mm. you know skins and X, Y, and Z. It's like a battle pass, right? It'll but be, it, I mean, if, be if they like were that. just to roll it in and include it in the base price of Game Pass Ultimate, whatever, it, it will probably be quite good for their dwindling player base. Yes. But I'd be interested. Like I was listening to the Next Lander podcast, and they were saying about like. Oh well, maybe they would bring it to consoles or something, in and kind of try and push it that way. And then that got me thinking of like, do they doubt try, it? Like in in like sort of within ten years, try and push like a a spin off side thing that's like the modern equivalent of World of Warcraft, that's console based, that's like cross platform that they can then push out. I mean, the only reason Final Fantasy XIV's on console is because it was built from the ground up. Yeah originally to be on console and pc for them to try and cr- get world of warcraft running on a piece on on, on console now would be a bit un- would it un- though because it's it's pc architecture but like that that the amount of work they would need to do to make the game work on a controller plug it plug a cable the mouse in you can do that anyway 
Yeah, but not everyone has a keyboard and mouse, no, do no, they? And you need like, to you need you to have the option it, to like, play yeah. both. Like um, you need to, you need to, but it like if it's going to be on console, it needs to be able to be played on a controller. Yeah. Um, it's got to be a way. If you can play Diablo on a on a, you know, you you know, you bring out you bring out a Duke controller with a million buttons on it. <laughs> right. Get the controller from. Um, it's big enough. It's, uh, it can oh, handle fuck. the buttonage. Well, Steel Battalion or whatever that game yeah, that's was. That's it, right? How does um, Elder Scrolls Online play? I mean, that, that's an online thing. I don't know. That was made for to yeah, be played on console I mean, as well. So. And it's, yeah. it's designed from the ground up to be played on a pad as well as a keyboard and mouse. And so there's like limited <laughs> skills. Yeah. Whereas like you've got a million hotkeys in World of Warcraft. Yeah, exactly. Like more than there are in Final Fantasy fourteen. It's like setting up macros and all you know. I think of why you got you got to think that people who want to play World of Warcraft will just buy a PC. They're those kind of people. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone who wants yeah, to play, and anyone who wants to play them, install base is dwindling, and you can get a whole new install base just mm. through Game Pass. I don't think they would, because I don't think the, that install base exists that would want to no. play World of Warcraft on a console. I don't know, mate. Well, everyone's playing Final no, Fantasy. I mean, there's other whatever, but, MMOs yeah. that you can... Like, they'd probably end up putting New World on console first. Yeah. Uh, but before that, before that, anyway. But um, yeah, no, it's big, like, old, big old studios, though. Yes, yeah. Picked up. Overwatch, um, yeah. Diablo, Starcraft, Warcraft. Um, loads and loads Skylanders. of... Um, Spyro, yeah. Uh, yeah, Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. Um, they now own for, um, Geometry Wars. Yeah, was did Microsoft? I don't know if Microsoft published the original Geometry Wars or not, and then it was Activision. It was definitely on, arca- on the arcade. It was bad. Yeah. Um, um, Sekiro, yeah. Shadows Die Twice. That was published by Activision. Um, I don't know if it. That don't know if it was means created. that counts yeah. as their IP or not. Uh, it's not. We've got Activision, Shanghai, Beanox. Demonware, Digital Legends, High Moon, High Moon, Infinity Ward. So all the um, mm. High Moon did the Transformers game too, but yeah, Radical Entertainment, yeah. Raven, Sledgehammer, Solid State, Toys for Bob, and Treyarch. Most of those are just like Raven, Sledgehammer, uh, Call of Duty, Infinity Ward. They're all w- rolling, working on Call of Duty, hmm. so they can put them out every year. That's pretty bananas. And then obviously, you know, <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's just insane. It's a lot of studios. Yeah, Tony Hawk they own as well now. Ooh. Yeah. Just looking at this list. Make Tony Hawk great again. <laughs> <laughs> well, if EA aren't going to make, I'm going to put out a new skate game, then ah. yeah, but will it be good? You didn't Come say on. it had to be good. The last Tony Hawk wasn't great, was it? <laughs> uh, the the remaster the remasters were well brilliant, received, actually. I've got to say, oh, the, new, the new one, the most recent one, is yeah. really good. I heard really bad things about it. Was it bad at launch and then they patched it or something? No, no then, then they put, they made, I think, like, was this like the second attempt they did? Yeah, so it? there was two they round put out that some were Tony very Hawk close games. to each other. There was oh, one okay. that was There was some that came out a few years ago yeah. that were incredibly lazy and yeah. bad. And then ones they kept, they put out like last year or the year yeah, before that's the one that I've was got. supposed to be real good. Yeah, I think that's been yeah. if I remember rightly. But yeah, no, it's, um, that's great, that game. I've, I've pretty much... Exciting stuff. That. Yeah, very exciting. But you've got to wait a year but for also, it to all start. Probably years, not very consumer-friendly. Yeah, we reckon it's not going to be done until like middle of next year. Okay. 
uh, yeah, they said like uh, Q, end of Q2 2023. It's a big acquisition. Yeah. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know if how, what that means for how long we'll start to. It'll be before we start to see Activision Blizzard games on Game Pass. Yeah. Uh, but but also yeah, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of untangling that needs to be done. Well, the thing is, is like they've got um, this whole Battle.net thing, right? But then Microsoft put all their games out on Steam. So there's that whole thing. Do they stick with Battle.net or do they just basically, like, you know, could Overwatch 2 come out on Or Steam? roll it into the Xbox yeah. launcher. Yeah, yeah, roll, 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 roll it into yeah. the Xbox Microsoft store, right? Uh, it depends what Blizzard say, I guess. Yeah. Battle.net Battle predates their acquisition from, by um, Activision. Yeah. I think um, been around for Blizzard games are yeah. far... Uh, probably too integrated with Battle.net to not have Battle.net there. Yeah. I mean, Battle.net's been around since, like, the first StarCraft. Yeah. And then it went away. Uh, if I remember. Well, they tried exactly. to take it away and then they re- resurrected it. Um, do you remember when um, in Windows Vista they had games for Windows Live? Yeah. And oh, yeah. every game had to authenticate via games for Windows Live and then when they shut that down, yep. you still can't play Halo 2 on PC because of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can now through the master yeah, chief through, collection yeah, but guess, the, like, if you, you can't bought play the, original. the original version yeah exactly yeah fucking games of windows life sucked so bad <laughs> i hated it um it yeah um I will be interested to see what this means for the ongoing investigation by the whatever department yeah. it is yeah. in california into the sexual harassment and whatnot um, how much of a shake-up there'll be, how many people at the upper echelons of the company jump before they're pushed, um, and how much money Bobby Kotick manages to make out with the slimy prick. Uh, but, yeah, <laughs> interesting times ahead. Yeah. Um, should we talk about what video games we've been playing? Do it. Should do. Um, Nick, you haven't been playing much, uh, from what I understand. I-, I have not. So... We'll get you out of the way first. Okay. What have you been playing? Um, this is going to be quite deja vu I have been playing Rocksmith. Okay. <laughs> I have been playing Assetto Corsa Competizione. Yeah. We played an F1. Did we play an F1 after the last podcast? We did play an F1. We, we did play an F1. <sighs> yeah, we did. Mexico. Yeah, we suffered through. Yeah. Oh, and we had a game of Civ 6. We did. Tell me yeah, about Civ, because I, I yeah. would like to hear about Civ. So what happens is um, you <laughs> build a civilization. Um, no, it's you know it's just the it's Civ. Everybody, every, yeah. you know what Civ is, right? No, I you wanted to hear about Civ. your experiences. Yeah. Like, are there any funny stories? Yeah. That, like you know. Um, oh well, okay. So yeah, this is the thing. It's like you, you always get funny stories in Civ games, and it's more fun when you're playing with other people. So, well, our first game didn't go particularly well. <laughs> it ended within like three game three rounds. Yeah. Wow. Um, because I uh, we did we did real world uh, the it's like a version of the real earth and like true starting locations and I was I can't remember who I was Phoenicia I think um, and built my city. Uh, but there were other cities, states, and uh, another civilization right round me. And <laughs> within the first three rounds, I'd already lost my capital city to the rebellion, and I was out of the game <laughs> within the first three turns, which has never happened to me before. 
Um, so then we started again on a different map, like uh, Archipelago, so lots of like different islands. Uh, I was Phoenicia again, and Nick, you were the Vikings, yep. I want to say? Yep, King Harold. Yeah, we, we picked sea- seafaring nations to give ourselves a nice little advantage, considering it's going to be mostly sea. Um, um, and you had you had some fun, didn't you, Nick, with your neighbours? Yeah, so I got really annoyed at a city-state who kept wandering in my borders. I had about three cities at this point, and they just kept like mm. being very overly friendly Around. with my borders and walking into my borders. So I thought, I'm not going to stand for this, and declared war on them. Um, so before we progress any further i just want to explain to to anyone who doesn't know the city states are like independent cities like zanzibar or whatever cities that don't naturally fall into any one of the uh any any of the civilizations that are in the game um and they exist there and you can befriend them and if you declare war on another nation they will back you up and so forth this particular city state was allied with i think you were the suzerain is what it's called of the city state because you were surrounding them completely so you would have had so much influence on them that you would have been the suzerain of that city state and city states they are very strong and they produce lots of units and those units patrol around it doesn't mean anything they're just patrolling around so you took what is just normal behavior for a city-state as an act of provocation (laughs) and declared war on them. I will defend my city to the death. They were just just out for a walk. They were just patrolling. You're even more angry than Um, Gandhi. (laughs) But not only did he declare war on a city-state, dragged me into it as well. You offered to help. You asked, no, you asked if I would back you up. (laughs) <laughs> and I was, it went. It went against well, I mean, everything. It went against my core. And uh, I'm surprised, Mark, you didn't. Think, I yeah, I'll you back up. you up, and then just like sort of sweep in there while there's, you know, just do a bit of clean up and. Take to be fair, uh, at this point, ruins. um I had the taste of blood in my mouth anyway, and I was, <laughs> I was, I was ready for a fight. <laughs> so, um, to the to the eastern edge of my Phoenician Empire uh, were the English, uh, led by Eleanor of Aquitaine. Um, and we're on one island, and the only way for me to expand, unfortunately, uh, was to expand through her. Um, <laughs> so I declared war on her. Else is a right podcast. Um, <laughs> she, but to be fair, she was also quite rude. So I declared <laughs> war. Um, can I? Can I just I, point out? That Mark declared war before I did. Oh, okay. Yes, does she? Just saying. Oh, but I declared war on another civilization, not on a not on an in poor, innocent, independent city state. No, but she was very rude to me. <laughs> um, and she was like, my people needed space. I had to expand. The Phoenicians needed more room to be able to build more boats, and she was in the way, and so I conquered Liverpool. Uh, and then everyone denounced me, apart from Nick. Nick. Nick didn't denounce me. He was very nice. But everyone else denounced me as a warmonger. Um, so I conquered Liverpool and then made peace with Eleanor, but kept Liverpool for myself. And I haven't I haven't quite finished in that game yet. I've got my eyes on Birmingham. I think that might be next. Um, 
But uh, like uh, yeah, apart from that, like you know, a little bit of you know, in a little bit of shoving with like basically i don't want england to turn into an empire like you know they will they always do they turn into an empire and then they'll just conquer the world and claim everything's theirs and steal lots of you know precious artifacts things. and put yeah. them in a museum so you'll do it anyway and i don't want to i didn't want to see that happen phoenicians will do it uh, so i mean you'll sorry do it as phoenicians no i just want to trade by taking phoenicians land. just want to trade hmm. And other people's <laughs> cities. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, there are some mad missionaries too. Yeah. So you. Yeah. That was the. That was what I was getting. I completely forgot about the city-state thing when I was saying like you had some interesting neighbours. I was talking about the civilization on your border. Yeah. Is it Sweden? The Swedes. Sweden. Right? You're Sweden. Yeah. Yeah. They. They are. They are Christianing all over. Um, yeah. yeah, they are really going for the Christian. Really going for the religious victory. There are Christians everywhere. 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 Just loads and loads of Christians rampaging over the map, um, converting all of those nice Vikings to be Christians. If they come near my Phoenicians, so help me God. <laughs> um, then I, I don't know. I think that might be what's next on the cards. Once I've finished pushing Eleanor of Aquitaine into the sea where she belongs, um, maybe a joint war against the Swedes. What do you reckon? Not a great alliance. Great Swedish oh, no. war. Alliance. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Okay. Fair enough. But yes, Civ is, is great. Um, yeah. It's it's one of those games. It's one of those series that I've put more time into than I think almost any other series over the years. Uh, I played a lot of Civ Six on iPad in the bath, uh, or in bed, or in the passenger seat of a car on a long journey or on a flight. Um, but it's it's so much nicer on on a big screen on a on a PC. Um, you actually get like the nice animations when you interact with the. Um, um, other civilizations, leaders, and whatnot, and it's just, yeah, it's a lovely game, lovely right. bloody game, uh, and it's constantly on sale for like fuck all money these yeah, days. Yeah, on PC. Yeah, so Galactic pick it up. was pick free it up. on um, Epic the other day. The, um, the space one. Imperium. Oh yeah, Civilization Beyond, Beyond Earth. Beyond Earth. Yeah, I didn't pick it up, unfortunately. I'm fine with regular Civ. Uh, but the, yeah, the console ports are supposed to be very good as well. So uh, if you don't have a PC, oh, Civ. you fancy playing some Civ. Oh, uh, I forgot what it's called now. Just Civ Rev. Civ Rev. Yeah, Civ Rev. Civ Rev was the original yeah. one now. Yeah. But Civ now like Civ 6 is I ported to like... Yes. Nice. You do. You should yeah, play it. I do it. have a copy of it on PS4 right in front of me now holding it. You, you should play mm, it, man. Yeah. It's very good. You came prepared. Well done, Andy. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to talk Shall about Shall we? Um, That's it. Get, well, it's a bloody good game. Um, shall we briefly talk about Assetto Corsa without bit, boring people as, as much as possible? Let's see, uh, basically, we've got a, we've got a canary in a coal mine now. If Andy falls asleep and starts snoring, <laughs> we know to move on. But we know we've gone too far. Yes, yeah. So, Andy, just let us know if we're taking the piss. So, Nick. Yeah, Assetto Corsa. Assetto Corsa. We're still playing it. 
we're doing it at least once yeah. a week, maybe twice a week, sometimes yeah. three times a week. We all get yeah. together, plug the steering wheels in, go to Spa or Monza or the Nürburgring or where else did we go? Barcelona. 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 Thank you very that was much. an interesting one. one Barcelona were the most well, boring last you... four corners in the world. All right, all right, all right. You guys literally said, where do you want to go? So I said, you're going to hate me. And you said, no, it's fine. I'll go anywhere. So I said, all right, let's go to Barcelona. I, yeah, but at that and you point, spent I the entire, Barcelona was in the game. You spent the entire 30 <laughs> minutes just complaining, chuntering under your breath about Barcelona. <laughs> well, it's not. To be fair, it's not a problem with Barcelona. I don't have a problem with Barcelona for like 80% of the track. Yeah. When you get onto like the like the last bit, where well, it's more like 30% of the track is, is yeah. sucks. Sector three is real bad, especially the end of sector three, where it just just destroys any flow you have because it's just this horrible artificial little chicane section um, put where there used to be a nice Big sweeping, sweeping corner, corner yeah. just to slow you down for <clears throat> I don't know why. I don't know what reason. Probably only for Formula One. Oh, yeah. It's so just why for do they Formula make one. GT3 cars go through the same problem? They don't in real life. I, That's what I'm confused about. In real they, life, they don't. They, have, they go around the corner properly. Yeah. I don't know why they've got it in I don't know. Competizione because they definitely do it in real life, the big yeah. corner. Um, I can't remember when I watched the 24 Hours of Barcelona last year where they whether they did that or not. Um, but either way, yeah. that it ruins, it completely ruins that track. But yeah. The rest of it's like, it's fine. It's not the most inspiring circuit in the world. No. I'm sure there are better circuits in Spain. It was a nice change. Um, it was. But then we went to Imola. Yes, that was it, Imola. Uh, oh, what a that was way more beautiful fun. Beautiful track. I love Imola. Imola's great. It's one of my favourites. Yeah. Underrated, I think. I know people mm. go on about Imola, but not in. It's a classic. It's that a classic. whole section where it dips down, like you come, you dip down into like a weird, almost hairpin. Mm. You've got to sort of break and then come back up the hill to the little chicane. Yeah, is, beautiful. That is, yeah, it's just that's proper technical rate, like technical racing. You've just got to get all your braking points and gear changes right because if you don't, you just and it just down all massively. flows. Nothing yeah. feels wrong. It just all flows. You're on a roller coaster. It's great. Um, yeah, love Imola. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. we, we still spend most of our time at Spa, probably, I would have thought. But we are venturing Because it's out. the greatest circuit in the world. It is, yeah. <laughs> we are venturing out. Uh, in other exciting news, Chazzy is, is a big boy now and is doing the manual gears. That's it, I've started doing yeah. the manual gears. So, um, yeah, I'm not doing, doing, doing too the, flap, the flappy paddle. That's it, doing all the flappy paddles and that. Getting there, slowly. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. I found it. After you know, we was I was doing that um, the hot stint thing. Mm. I was once I basically stopped talking and just like I almost zoned out. That's the best way to describe it. Rather than thinking about the gear changes, just doing them. Yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. on, on autopilot, no problem at all. Absolutely no problem at all. We'll do it every single time. But it's yeah. as soon as you get the thing is you get used to it really quickly, and then it becomes just yeah, instinctive, second nature. Sometimes like, I hardly think about gears anymore. Um, just nope. You just do it. You just know what you're going to get into in a corner, which was like in F1 sometimes where you lose a gear. I found that yeah. really throws you because you, you normally, your brain just subconsciously does like, all right, five downshifts on this corner or whatever. But the thing is you get a much higher wine out of a Formula 1 car and it's quite shocking. Whereas with these, you don't necessarily, if you pick the wrong gear, it's still, you know, it still revs high, but you can still get away with it. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't bog you down as much 
No. Um, no. Uh, yeah. But no, you're doing very well. Getting yeah. There. Getting there the only. Um, uh, the only difference is like occasionally uh, certain cars on certain corners will need will need to take be taken in different, different gear than others. But what I've also um, found is that there's different each car revs longer or shorter. Like the Ferrari is quite a um, quite a long rev, whereas with mm-hmm. the Audi it's quite short. So like yeah, the Audi was catching me out on like I did like I, I wasn't really ready for the next gear if that makes sense like physically ready yeah. to pull the next gear you tend to find those are the cars that uh, uh have better acceleration at the corners mm. but uh, a bit slower on the straights so the porsche the mclaren the audi uh the honda um very high revving but yeah. like quite quick gear changes whereas something like the ferrari or the uh, mercedes or the bmw, BMW. very like uh, yeah quite long gears oh, yeah um but what i was finding as well was is that using the auto gears you're not getting as much engine braking because obviously it doesn't know yeah. when you're going to brake whereas i was no. using engine braking a bit more and i was it, it turned it's the car seemed to turn in a bit more bit quickly mm-hmm. a bit more quickly because i was using yeah. the manual gears which i was struggling with when I was running on auto, like I'd get into a corner and I'd know my braking point and I'd turn and you'd get that little bit of understeer. But if I now came to it and just shifted down, broke and turn, I, it would come right across and it'd be like, wow, I've got way more grip now. So yeah, that I'm finding that's actually helping me with my lines and stuff as well. Yeah. But it's it just will. weird. It's just it weird how the simulation works like that because obviously they're the kinds of things you would do in a race. Like you would, you know, you, you, you do drag your brake, you do do all these kinds of things. Like, you know, you would change down to get the turn in and that kind of stuff, and it's there in a the certain um there's, there's certain assists and things that if you lean on them too long, they become a bit of a crutch. Yeah. Um, ABS and traction control in Assetto Corsa is not like everyone uses those, even the pros, mm. uh, because those are real... Um, assists that are on but they're modeled uh, GT3 cars in real life. Yeah. So they have a real life GT3 cars have ABS and traction control, and it's just the degree to which you have them on. So obviously, mm. the, you want them on lower. Yeah, you don't want them dollar. completely yeah. off because that's mad. The next, the big crutch for me um, will be turning off the ideal line. Yeah. Uh, and just going blind and learn remembering my break points yeah um so that's going to be the next thing for me no it's been a good fun challenge though doing going to gears and and, hopefully you know it'll it'll play out nicely for me in our races yeah i mean i was only i was i was fourth came fourth beyond gt yeah i did a two three four impressed with myself yeah yeah Quite impressed with myself. So. Uh, and then we had another race that um, Nick was doing very well in qualifying, and then I the race started. And he got punted off the track. I was on pole. He was drew it, a massive on target on himself. Oh yeah, we we had a front row lockout, didn't we? Yeah, the Alpine yeah. boys had a front row lockout in the Soto Corsa. Yeah, and then this, and then you plum, got punted out. This plum <laughs> just drives mm-hmm. from the back of the grid to second. Well, he was in first, wasn't he? 
He yeah. started in front he, yeah, of me. Yeah, he drove from the back of the grid to the front. And then he slowed down a bit um, when the race started and then just punted me off at Eau Rouge. Yeah, just smashed straight And then me. immediately got disqualified for for starting the race not in his correct grid position. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, good one. To deal with. And then I was in the lead of the race and then I got overtaken by the BMW M4, which is a cheat code until it's properly balanced. Uh, it's, the late, it's the newest car. And despite having recently been apparently nerfed it's still very very fast uh but i thought that's fine i will sit behind this car within a second of it and just soak up the safety rating points and then i got punted off by another mclaren uh who claimed that it was my fault um Mm. and then i yeah stumbled home to a fifth place finish or whatever but still i don't Mm. i I don't the, the position finishes aren't don't really matter it's just really fun it's yeah. really fun to be racing in that. It's good. Nice. You still with us, Andy? I am. I am. <laughs> You're not too bored? <laughs> no. Let's let Andy. Okay. Tell us what you've been All right, Andy. Yeah, what have you been playing, Andy? What have you been playing? Go on. Me? Go on. Yeah. Already? Okay, quite a few games, actually. Um, let's start off with... That's fantastic. Of- uh, so, Chazzy, what have you been playing? <laughs> well... <laughs> Sorry, Andy. <laughs> Go on, man. What was that? What? 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 Is it me? Back? Yeah. You're back. Oh. oh, right. Didn't hear that. What was going on? No. Um, so, first of all, bloody complaint. So, I think I spent 18 months playing Titan Quest with my brother. And the other day we tried to load it up, and his serves corrupted. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what platform are you playing on? On PS4. Oh, shit. A friend of mine had like 120-odd hours or something in Dragon Age Origins on the PS3, and his save file got corrupted, and I thought that was bad. But 18 months' worth of progress. Level 29. um, Even the cloud save has corrupted the thing. We tried to... um, Reinstall oh, everything. It just come, brings it back as a level one. You'd but think that wouldn't be possible, right? That the cloud save could be corrupted and, uh, as yeah. well. But then if it corrupts on your machine and then goes up, yeah, that's it. But it's it shouldn't be. A, it shouldn't be able to be uploaded. No, but this oh, is the thing: know. is that you shouldn't overwrite, right? You should be able to like keep no. versions. But of. it automatically does, yeah. though, doesn't yeah. it? It automatically yeah. does, unless you unless you tell it to not automatically upload to the cloud and you go in and manually do it. Um, which is a hassle. It automatically, mm. which is a hassle. Yeah, if you forget, then you run the risk of losing a save file, <laughs> like I did with yeah. Monster Hunter. Mother, f- <laughs> um, yeah, man. So now he's refusing to play it. I'm like, fuck. So all right. I don't so, blame you. I don't blame yeah. you. If you put that much time into it and you're like, and you have to start again from the beginning, nah, fuck it. Yeah. Play something else. Well, this is play it. something like, else. I'm level 29. You can get into my game. But he just can't join my character where we are. So we're on the second act, close to the end of it. And he just starts at the beginning. I'm like, ah, oh, for fuck's sake. So I'm just going to have to play it up through myself. Mm. So, Titan Quest. Um, also, then, my wife's um, with an easy Christmas and she wanted to do something with the kids. And she says, oh, we can play some PlayStation. You know, we used to, um, got your microphones and stuff. And, um, any of these buzz 
buzzers and stuff and get something for the kids. So I went on the shopping spree, um, but on the PS3 because the PS3 is set up downstairs. So and some of the kids is bloody difficult sometimes for things. So I ended up getting Just Dance for the kids and Disney Sing It. <laughs> so here we are on Christmas morning and following a few days playing Disney Sing It on the microphones, which mm. still work and the kids loved it. And Just Dance with the um, PlayStation Move. Okay. enjoyed it so that was quite a lot of fun so I'm going to get a few more games on that and then I managed to what you're going to try and get them into like simple-ish rhythm action games yeah yeah just simple as do you have a GameCube you know something I am going to I'm looking to rebuy a, a GameCube I've, I had one the... I sold it got rebought it sold that <laughs> I'm going to rebuy one what was the Donkey Kong Bongo one, one? The, with the bongos, yeah. Bongos, yeah. I had those as well. Sold them. What's that? Donkey. Oh, bongo. man. It's going to be hard to get hold of those now. Yeah, yeah. CX yeah. were doing them at, like ridiculously cheap ones. Donkey Kong bongos. Anyway. Yeah. I've got some. I wish I'd bought the um, uh, Taiko no Tatsujin drum. Like, the yeah. drum. Drum. When I, had, when I had the chance and I saw it at a reasonable price, because now pff, you're not going to yeah. get that. That, that might Konga be a good Bongo fun one as well, quid. because it's, Sorry. That's, it, that's like a, it's, Taiko no Tatsujin is like a three button um, rhythm action game, and there's like a right. crazy variety of songs on there. Oh, okay. Hmm. You'll never hear the end of the Hello Kitty theme tune. Drum set, Taiko no, ja- no Tatsujin uh, drum set, uh, 80 quid with game. Wow. Oh, maybe there's still, there's still a few in stock. Oh, I should probably... Oh, they say there's one on um, Takano Tasha's in Drum and Bachi set for Nintendo Switch. I feel yeah. oh, only for Switch. Switch. $64.99 on. <laughs> um, there's a PS2 controller for 30 quid on it. I didn't realise that series was on, goes back that far. Uh, PS Move. PS Move. PS Moves are bloody expensive. I yeah. picked up five of those for mm. um, less than 20 quid. Wow, <laughs> because they would they, they, you couldn't give them away, and I had um uh, uh, do you remember is it JS Joust? So it was a game that was like, like an indie darling thing that never really got released, right. and you all had one of those move controllers, and then the idea was that you had to tap someone else's controller, and it, it would like you would basically play Johann Sebastian Bach, and then you would right. all move around, and then you'd hit the controllers, and that person was out, and it'd get into this like real meta game of like. You know, you were trying to get someone's out by like, like the the classic one was like taking off your shoe and luzzing it at someone. Yeah. So so they dropped their controller, but it always had to be up at a certain height. So it was just using the accelerometers in it and stuff. But it's a really good like party game you could play like in your house. So I bought a load, but yeah, and then all of a sudden, like move controllers were like being builders. used for the VR stuff, and it. Just rocketed again. Rocket. Yeah. yeah. I've got one. I managed to get one with from Blockbusters before I was shut. Yeah. I think I got it with um a game, Sarsha for about a tenner. Yeah. Man. So thing. Yeah. But so I've got some move games and I've tried playing them downstairs, but <laughs> they, they keep crashing for some reason on the PS3 downstairs. Right. So I'm gonna have to bring them upstairs. Um but some of them are quite fun. Um so but I'm not gonna talk about them too much because I didn't play through them too much. Um, 
in terms of games properly, but to get about the complaints and stuff. So, Braveland Trilogy was a um, turn based game, um, set of three games mm-hmm. um, on the PS4. I think they were on mobile, I think they came out on PC, I think they were on everything, Switch, everything. Um, they're sold on the consoles as a trilogy with Warrior, Mage, Pirate. And they get progressively better, more storyline. I just played the through the Warrior one, completed that. Um, it's like the Heroes of Magic games. Um, turn-based, quite simple. All on one screen. Um, nice um, black outline graphics. Quite cutesy. Um, just walk across the map and just pick fights very mm-hmm. simple strategy but just something just to relax with so really enjoyed that first one i'm going to move on to mage next which i understand is a bit more deeper around the story because the first one is just basically go and kill a king who's been invading your land um yeah and then but the oh, other shoot. ones is the, is the plot deeper. twist going to turn out to be that the king that's invading your land is me Probably. <laughs> and did have a Phoenician beard. army. <laughs> did have a beard. So. And you're playing as Eleanor of Aquitaine, and That's I'm it. the bad guy. Oh, That's fuck. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably an FT where you can put it into every single game. Oh, <laughs> don't you say that word. Mm. <laughs> and today's trigger word so, yeah, is Brit- NFT. Uh, that's it. <laughs> That's a fun game. I think it's going to be on. If it stands and the amount of games I've played, but probably on the top 10 Braveland. Worth we're playing as a relaxing game. Um, the other one I started and bounced off on was Days Gone. So. Mm-hmm. I quite fancied. Uh, I got world. a few hours into that and then I was like, why? Hmm. Why do why do I put why Mr. Anderson why do you persist? Why Mr. Anderson why why do you persist? <laughs> um, it really didn't grab it. It just didn't grab me. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't very it's good. It's a lovely game. It's a lovely looking game. The woods are really it's nice. It's lovely looking. Yeah. Um, I just for me at this time the mechanics sort of like annoy me so uh-huh. it's got weapon breaking it's got um stabbing her even stabbing it and it's got um what do you have you to fill up the bloody bike with petrol all the time yeah yeah i mean it's, um, it's like i kind of get that like it's it's like um it's like we talked about when breath of the wild came out and we said oh open world games going forward are going to borrow things from it mm. uh, and lots of them have uh and I can see why they did that. I mean, The Last of Us has got weapons breaking. Yeah. Uh, you know, your melee weapons and whatnot. Um, and you wouldn't expect, if you have some degree of realism in a like survival horror open world game, you wouldn't mm. expect your motorbike to have infinite fuel. Yeah, it, it, does, it just... There are a lot of barricades between you having fun in that game. Yeah. I also well, just I... didn't like the characters at all. Yeah. Characters, I mean, the storyline's quite. If what well, probably the storyline doesn't seem to be any central follow through with all the missions. Nope. You basically go complete a mission and it completes certain different things, and you're like, you've advanced the storyline. You're like, uh, have I? And there's no f- thread. You're like when you played 
like sleeping dogs. Mm. You know, you mm-hmm. go off. There's a central thread for your mission, main missions, and you can go off and do your side missions. Here, they don't seem to be. Sounds a bit Fallouty. Thread. Yeah, but even Fallout. Oh, not sorry, not Fallout, but Elder Scrolls. Mm. That has central thread where you can come back to. This one doesn't seem to have a central thread. It just seems to like. There's a number of missions. You're stumbling across the story. Yeah, that advance the story. And you're having to do all these little missions that well, don't seem to be a specific order to them. Um, it just seemed very. Uh, and for me, if it's not going to grab me at this moment in time, I'm not going to play it. I mean, I might come back to it you know, after I've played all my 2000 games or so, but um, I don't, I'm probably not sure. I mean, what I did like about it was little things, little, little touches of bike. Bike mechanics was good. You know, the way you bounce across and stuff. And also, like, little little tricks when you're coming across zombie packs, you can, like, just turn off your engine and just roll down hills and then put your um, engine back on and roar up again, and you know. So you can do- dodge things like that. It's just a little few things like that. But overall, I just... I understand my brother loved it, and I'm just like, I can see it, but it just seemed very annoying, especially when one time I needed petrol, and the only way I could get petrol was got past this zombie horde, and I just kept getting killed all the time, even sneaking and stuff. I was like, oh, fuck this. Lots of people really liked that game. I remember when Kali Kali Plague, I think that's how you pronounce her name, P-L-A-G-G-E, over at GameSpot, when she reviewed it. And she gave it like a six out of ten, I think. Mm. Uh, and she got attacked um, viciously and constantly online by lots of neckbeards who hadn't even played the game yet. Sony um, Bend is one of those were... studios, though, that people will like die on a hill to protect. Yeah. I mean, maybe uh, Siphon Filter. And Siphon Filter is a good game. From, oh yeah, you know, but Siphon Filter oh, was Siphon fucking twenty-five years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. But there's nothing really. When you look at Days Gone, there's nothing remarkable about it. There's nothing bad about it. It's how you feel about the game. There's nothing that standoutish about it. Yeah, you know. And so, I know that the someone was it the director has been in the press quite a lot recently, saying like all these things happened like with the um, wasn't supported in its uh, marketing as much as mm. some of the games and it's a shame we'll never get a sequel and everyone's been like yeah you know it's a bit of a shame and I was like but did any of you play it? It was so unbelievably unremarkable there was- until you said that you'd been playing it I'd forgotten that that game existed and I played like four or five hours of it yeah. but um, before Days Gone. And the last between uh, before Days Gone, the last game they made for a home console was in two thousand and seven. Hmm. Uh, one of the last Siphon Filter games, and then so for the last ten years, or for ten years after that, they were just making um, PlayStation, PSP, and, and, and Vita games. Hmm. Um, they made the Uncharted Golden they Abyss, too. didn't they? Yeah, yeah, that was good. It was very good. Yeah, it was good. But maybe they should have made a some you know a more focused, yeah, narrative sort of game mm. rather than a massive, ambitious open world game that's yeah. just empty. It is very pretty though. 
I will oh, say yeah. that. It is, I think it's the Pacific Northwest where it's based. Lots of very lush woodland. Yeah. Very pretty. I think as well it came at a time it came at a time when people were kind of uh, obviously they started it when The Walking Dead was massive probably. Yeah. But I think people were kind of done with that kind of gritty zombie. So sick of zombies and I have been for a while now and I think yeah I think a lot of people feel the same way. Just done with it. Yeah. The exception is something like The Last of Us. People seem to love, still love The Last of Us. Uh, I never played Part Two, but that was that was always felt like it was more about Mm. the people than the zombies. Yeah, but Um, that's the storyline. That's the same. That's got central storyline going through it. I think Ben just forgot that you need something tie the elements of the open world together. You can't. You mean you you weren't really invested in the story of Deacon St John? Yeah. But That's even, the main character's name, Deacon St. John. Like I said, wow. there's nothing that keeps you going through the, through the world. No, like I don't care about world. him. I don't care about his dumb brother. I don't care about his wife who may or may not have disappeared. No. I didn't care about any of them. Hmm. Um, and I, I put a few good few hours into it, so I'm done with this. I could be, there's just so many, there's so many other better games I could be playing with. So right. uh, if if you drop it, I fully understand why. Yeah, I have dropped it. So drop back. Good for you. Yeah, um, oh, you cool. show them. That's yeah. it. Yeah. You know. Sorry, um, Sony Bend. Bad luck yeah. next time. Was, yeah. Come back with Siphon Filler. Um, yes. Then Jeez. in replacement is Titan Quest. Uh, me and brother have started Wolfenstein Youngblood. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Oh no. <laughs> it's not very good, is it? Uh, we've only played one level and it's not great. It's but not great. It, I think for a two player, just shoot them up. It, it's okay. I mean, here you are playing Blaskovitz's uh, daughters. Blaskovitz mm-hmm. has gone mm-hmm. missing. Um, and the whole thing. Takes forty five gig up of space, and I'm like playing yeah. through it, and like John you're like, why? Why is the forty five gig? I mean, the graphics are very, the art style isn't reminiscent of the original Wolfenstein in terms of the new remake of the PS4, but where is the graphic fidelity? Where's the? Realism? I don't know. Um, why is it taking forty five gig? <laughs> I don't understand, and it it takes about eight hours to complete. Um, the cutscenes are massive. It'll be um, all those '80s pop songs that were re-recorded in German. Yeah, yeah. But it's very strange. Um, it does remind me of an old-style shoot, um, shoot 'em up. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of sponges all over the place um, mm. in terms of enemies. But I mean, when you're always playing something like that with some, um, it. Always, it's it's a lot of fun. Those games are all of those new Wolfenstein remake games are like top mm. tier trashy yeah. shooter fun. You know, I would have I would have agreed. Um, I mean, the, the shooting doesn't feel great compared to like its stable mate Doom and uh, and mm. Doom Eternal. Yeah, uh, but they're fun old school shooters. Uh, and like uh, the storyline, really, really 
the storyline really goes places. Mm. Uh, and then me and Adam played some of, uh, we played a couple of levels of um, Youngblood and just really mm. didn't like it. Mm. Really disappointing. Thought, what could be better than co-op Wolfenstein? Turns out quite a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to give it another two. couple of more levels. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's another one that's not great. I mean, it's only about eight, nine quid anyway. And you only need one copy of a game, like yeah. um, like a way out, two, and a way out that you can. So, so we'll see that how that goes. So I just started mm-hmm. that, but the main game, the recommended game, is Mafia: The Definitive. That's great. Oh yeah! I had so much fun watching Adam stream that um, last year, um, mm-hmm. and I was I had not very many hopes for that game like right? because it was an mm. old game and it's a remaster and like you know how good can it be and that game it yeah it's incredible i i, I loved it absolutely loved it like wish it i wish i'd have played it myself and not watched the stream like sorry Adam, yeah but you know it's one of those ones where like to feel it and experience it mm-hmm. there's something about that yeah game. it's just a it's got a bit of an all-timer feel about it yeah i mean the original came out with ps2 the Xbox, first Xbox, um, but it still holds one. up. This is the story, the aspect yeah. of it, it still holds up now. I've yeah. played worse well, that's game, what was like game so stories. Great, that was what was so great about it uh, when it originally came out. Like was well, at the time, it was it was graphically impressive. I thought, yeah, because um, it predated. I think it predated GTA Three. Uh, in terms of like a 3D yeah, no. open, just just about they were quite close to each other, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have the open world is quite empty and devoid of things to do. There's no side missions or anything like that. It's just a no. big empty open world, but it's very it's pretty. Just a show, isn't it? um, what made it stand out from other games that <laughs> other games that came out for the next like ten years at least mm. in that genre was the fact that the story was incredible. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and so that that aspect still holds up. All they needed to do was give it a graphical polish, but they did more than that, really. Yeah. They they redid the visuals from the ground it. up. By the looks of it, it looks incredible. Yeah. But then also reanimated uh, characters, and I think they may have re-recorded some some dialogue as well. Um, wow. But it def- they definitely reanimated all of that stuff. Like it's it's I've I I haven't seen many games that have been given a HD remake, so to speak, they've had that seem to have had so much work put into it. I mean, they've done the driving bits as well, haven't they? So the driving yep. bits, I understand, are a lot better than previously. Yeah. Um, yes, especially in the infamous in the race. race mission. Yeah, I've just done that. Yeah, I, I I ended up having to use an exploit in the original version to complete that because I I could not do it legitimately. Basically, it was so hard that uh, it was like almost. Well, it wasn't impossible, but it was very, mm. very difficult. To it was complete. very, and very hard. Just toned it down, and they you know, fixed made it. it yeah, they fixed made it workable, driving. basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just completed. I'm about a third of it, well, quite a way through. But yeah, the missions um, are really good. It's like a flashback um, storyline where Tommy Angelo um, discusses how he came into the mob and stuff. And what I like about it is mm. like. The missions and the chapters are so quick. 
can do it in about half an hour. So it's just like sometimes I've been having a bit of time, half and switch the PS4 on, stick it on, complete a chapter, get it done, see watch the next cutscene, switch it off, come back to mm. it later. It's just ideal. It's just it's like a perfect. Have way. you finished it yet? I uh, like I said, I've just done the mission where he's take done the race. Spoilers. Um, and he's just talking to the police. Okay. Um, um, so right. yeah, about a f- quarter of okay. the way through. I think. There's a mission at the end where two characters appear, hmm. uh, and in the original version, it was just two dudes. Um, but in this remastered version, it's two characters that are in because then that mission was sort of like then told mm-hmm. from another point of view in Mafia 2 and so in the mm. remastered version of Mafia the two characters that turn up in the final mission are the two main characters from Mafia 2 um, rather than being just a couple of goons or whatever um, so I look forward to that did you buy the trilogy? Oh, yeah I got it the trilogy yeah good 2 is uh, it's fine I mean it, it was it just wasn't anywhere near as good f- yeah. In, in my opinion, mm. as the as the first one, uh, in terms of like the storytelling, mm. it's still a it's still a good yeah. still a good game. Um, I enjoyed two when I played it on the PS3. I played it through, but I haven't played three yet. No. Yeah, three no, it's still really good. It's just, but it for the first yeah. like just over a third, and then mm. it just suddenly goes into it just goes into massive padding and filler, and yeah. it just gets I mean, really boring. Three's got some interesting things to say on like. Yeah, post Vietnam America yeah. and race and stuff like that. Um, two is still a very very good game. It's just when you if you go to play it straight after playing mm. Mafia One, it's like oh the writing's just not as good. Yeah. Uh, but it was made by a different studio. But yeah, Mafia, um, probably my recommendation for Laps Gamer this month. Good yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, Great very game. very good game. Pick up the trilogy when they're on sale. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, you will not be disappointed. If, if you like gangster films. Yeah. If you've ever enjoyed a Martin Scorsese film. Yeah. <laughs> um, then you will like it. And you'll probably spot quite a lot of references. Well, so, <laughs> settings unique. In the, it's not the games. most... They're not the most original gangster stories. They're, they're very, very beholden to, you know, the films of Francis Ford Coppola yeah. and Scorsese and so on. Yeah. Yeah. But very good. Very good. Um, anything else? Um, no, that's it. All right, Chazzy, what have you been playing? Right, so... I think Nick's fallen asleep, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I'm still that's here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're still here. <laughs> okay. So I've been on a bit of a kind of Wii U revival in the, in the house because my son Good. wants to play video games. I thought, what better to start him on the Nintendo console, the massive it's One of the greatest consoles ever made. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Agree. So um, we've been playing lots of Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Hell yeah! Which is incredible. Um, Lovely. Just so well thought out. And um, I'll tell you the kind of like... So we played a lot of Treasure Tracker and we saw the... Um, that between the two of us, we kind of got through all the, all the little levels and stuff and the, the really cool um, end boss at the end of episode one and we saw the credits roll on, this, on episode one. And I was like, oh, that's brilliant. And um, I was like, you do know, like, there's another, like, this was made out of another game, like a Mario game. 
because like he's seen me playing Odyssey and stuff, and he's like, I want to play a Mario game. So I was like, well, it, Captain Toad Treasure Tracker was made out of Super Mario 3D World. Like, he's in that. He's like, oh, can we get that? So, yeah, I went down and picked that up the other day. Um, like, picked it up from CEX, whatever. Put it in the machine. Nothing. Not a sausage. Won't work. This does not read, like, expectant child sat there. Right. Nothing. <laughs> Looked at it, and it is absolutely, like, gouged within an inch of its life. It's like someone's just used it as, like, you know, the wheels on their bike plus, a, you know, a coaster, you know, it was horrendous. So I thought, right, I'll, I'll give it a go. So I ended up going that Saturday, straight back out, down to game, place where I know they've got like a disc polisher, gave it to them, polished it all up nice, came back, job's good. Works like nice. a charm. Oh, it worked? Yeah, okay. couldn't believe it. It's like the first time that's ever happened to me. Normally I go into one of these places and it's just like, no, I do it, and it looks all shiny, you put it in, it goes, nah. But no, it actually worked. Actually, you know, came up trumps. So yeah, we started playing Super Mario 3D World, and yeah, between those two games, that's just like such a great introduction to mm. like Mario platforming, and like, he's he's loving his Super Mario 3D World. Like I've got to get all the stamps in a level. Like, there's always like one stamp in a level, so you get like a big sticker oh, sheet. Oh, those drove me mad. Yeah, and he's like, that's it now. It's like I can't move on from a level until I get the stamp. But I'm not allowed. <laughs> so now it's turned into this like tr- massive like challenge. Like it's all, they're all challenge rooms now. It's not like a nice little float through the game. It's like you must get the stamps, Daddy. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, between those two games, they're absolute gold. And I'm having such a ball playing through them with little man and kind of like you know he's just he's loving Cat Mario and like. You know, there was a section where we were in an ice world and there's like a sort of a Karibo shoe that's an ice skate and stuff like that. And he's, he's, it's all just blowing his mind and he's loving it. Like between like, obviously he's been doing a bit of a Super Mario Maker, so he's got his head round, like, ju- like that taught him how to jump and move and use the, you know, use the sticks and stuff. And now he's kind of upgraded to something a little bit more, a bit more 3D and a bit more. Yeah. yeah, open world as it were. It's got some really friendly um, additions in it as well, like the cat suit, yeah, uh, and stuff like that. The, um, that's uh, there's little things in it that make co-op with a with a younger, less experienced gamer. Yeah, uh, I need to get another uh, controller less... hooked up so we can both play it like at the same time. Yeah, and do that kind of stuff. Yeah, you well. should also um, pick up. Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Yeah, I've got that. We've that's another one that. as well. That's like very, he, finds it, he finds that quite difficult, just because of. There's a lot. But there's no real the punishment for him dying. No, no, that's the thing. But I think he finds the jumps and stuff like to read the world because it's so colourful and like there's a lot of visual noise. Mm-hmm. So he finds that difficult. Whereas like 3D worlds a little bit more sort of red, like a flat red, a flat blue, a flat green. Like with Woolly World, it's you know some of the bit. later levels can be a bit. Yeah. But he's he, like I said, he's just finding it hard to read. He's five, you know, whatever. But um, uh, new Super Mario Brothers U as well, yeah, be a good one. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna have a look into that as well. But uh, yeah, no, like I say, absolutely between those two games, we're having an th- absolute ball with them, and uh, yeah, thoroughly recommended if you, you should have also a Wii U um, or a Switch. You should try um, Mario Odyssey. The second player where he controlled Cappy. Yes. I, yeah, yeah. We should do that, actually. I should get another controller for yeah. my Switch. 
he'd love that because that was his first game that he ever yeah. picked up to play I had it on my switch on the bed and like he was like two and he was moving Mario around and like I just melted <laughs> so yeah that's great <laughs> but uh, yeah so other than that um, but actual for like kind of adult proper proper games um, I have been playing Halo Infinite so mm-hmm. that feels rather good I've mm. um, got to say the modernization of the controls and stuff really works for me because I'm not a big like the biggest Halo fan so um, yeah I've been playing lots of Halo Infinite and kind of got to the point now where um, I'm just at the point where the, the open world's going to open up so hopefully by the next podcast I'll have got into the meat of, of, of that game but um, still enjoying it still you know it's still got a lot of the problems of Halo that I you know the, the complete lack of any story or character in in the main protagonist, but other than that, um, you know, like just going through blasting stuff is an absolute, you know, is absolutely a massive fun time. So, yeah, been playing a bit of that, and then uh, not been touching the multiplayer, which I should do because apparently it's excellent. That's but, all I all of it I've played is just the multiplayer. Yeah. It's it's very good. I've got to get into it's it. um, the regular like um, small map matches. Mm. Uh, I've got to say, I'm not not a big fan of uh, because the time to kill is so short, yeah. so high um, in what is quite a twitchy shooter. It just feels like you're standing there emptying an entire magazine and so on, and they're not dying. Right, okay. But the big maps with all the vehicles and and whatnot, yeah. especially if you're playing like. You know, there's three capture points, and it's like, oh, this just feels like Battlefield. And considering the new Battlefield is fucked, um, good alternative. Halo Infinite has been scratching that itch for me. Nice. Uh, it's very good. Nice. Very, we'll very good. We'll Thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I played some oh, a couple of months ago. Uh, when uh, was it? Was it that long ago? I don't know. No, when um, yeah. the Geekachu lads did their 24 hour stream. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they played some uh, some Halo Infinite multiplayer, and I jumped in with them. Then nice. it was the first time I actually played it with other people, with and uh, yeah, absolute blast! Yeah. Uh, I'd love to get a bunch of us on and play. Oh some yeah, we'll have, to, we'll have to do that. We'll have to make that happen. Then yeah. I'd like to yep. get in with some people. Uh, and then sure. the main game I've been playing, which I've been trying to really, really blitz, um, is Guardians of the Galaxy. <clears throat> oh yeah, still per- still persevering. Yeah, so it's. Um, that's a, that is a thoroughly good story. No, let me put it this way. It's a terrible game wrapped in a thoroughly good story. Um, yeah. Is the best way I can Seems describe it. Seems to be it. the consensus. Yeah. It's just like... The combat is so-so so far. Um, like, it, it's very Mass Effect-y in that kind mm-hmm. of stop. You know, uh, you've got four characters. You have to kind of hold L1 and then just decide to, right, you go over there and hit that guy, you go over there and hold that guy while someone else lobs a grenade in. Like, so you're not only, like, you actually shooting isn't a lot of what you do in a combat, or that's what I'm finding at the moment, is that I'm spending more time sending people off to do stuff than I am actually getting involved in a fight myself. Um, But slowly but surely, like, opening up all the the specs and and the kind of you know special moves and stuff and i'm not really like again finding the special moves for the people that i'm sending out to do stuff really cool the stuff that i have for myself not so much so it just suffers from that kind of like you feel like you're a passenger in the combat a little bit 
Mm. But um, like I say, if you like like sort of Mass Effect three and that kind of combat, then it, that's that's kind of where you are with it. But having said that, um, the way they tell the story and the kind of actually let's put it this way, the overall story and the way they they get you to get emotionally involved in the character and stuff is incredible and it's so well written and it's so well kind of animated and and you will it's a bit of a Kojima game where you sit there and you'll watch a cutscene for 25 30 minutes um but the difference is you can actually understand what's going on you can understand what's going on and it's you know it's and it's marvel and it's you know you, you, you care and it's fun and it's in space yeah. and it is very funny i've got to say that the humor yeah. does hit really well um but then i do find that i'm kind of you 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 do a, you do an you'll do an entire chapter and you think right this is going somewhere and then it just completely right at the traffic lights go somewhere else and then you go off and do another chapter that's about something completely different and then come roaring back to the original place you were supposed to be for another chapter. But then that chapter will be really short and you'll fly through it and then you'll go off somewhere else that means nothing to anything really. And what I'm hoping is is that it's very all over the place and a bit, you know, staccato and a bit weird. That it's, what, why are we going from here to here to here to here to here? None of this really matches up and I'm hoping it will kind of, as you get to the end, it will come together in this like, you know, big ball of like you know like interesting threads that have all tied together but at the moment it feels a little bit disparate but Mm -hmm. at the section i'm at now um is i'm hoping it's kind of the middle now um it started to just started to ramp up so yeah again i'm hoping that um in the next few podcasts i'll be you know be able to tell you about this wonderful story because like some of it is some of it's absolutely cracking, but like you say, you've yeah. just got to wade through the kind of mediocre combat to get there. But, um, Sounds like every Uncharted game. I, I, that is exactly what it's like. That is exactly what it's like. If yeah. you've played Uncharted three, you know, and you enjoyed it, you'll well, any of them. They're all the, the only reason you play Uncharted is for the storyline and the set pieces. Absolutely, and, uh, that's and the in between gameplay. Especially the, well, the 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 running and jumping and exploring stuff's fine. Yeah, uh, the combat in Uncharted has always sucked. Yeah, I mean, imagine you take the running and jumping out, but then you've got, you know, floating in zero G puzzles. You know, that's fine. It's that kind yeah. of thing, right? I'm, I'm, I'm Honestly, if you pick this this game up for like twenty five thirty quid, you can't go wrong. It's perfect. Or I could just wait until it's on Game Pass, on Game Pass or, or get, yeah. get given away on Epic Game Store or something. But it's like well that, worth it for the it's well worth it. It feels like one of those games where that will happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know massively. Massively. So, but I yeah. will wait. Yeah, thoroughly thoroughly enjoying it, but I'm not as blown away by it as some people might be. I just don't think it's like like the, the game portion of it, I don't think it's very um very interesting or very technical or, you know, the best way to describe it is like if but um Jedi Fallen Order, right? If any of you played that? No. Yes. Where Jedi Fallen Order felt like it was like a B tier game, but then the the um like uh, the fact that you had a lightsaber and you could do almost semi Dark Soulsy type combat kind of elevated it slightly. Well this is the mm. other way around where it's like it feels like a Jedi Fallen Order, but like the combat's way, way down, but the story's way, way up. You know, so it's uh, yeah, 
bit, bit of a weird mm. B, B, BT game, but um, yeah, thoroughly enjoying it. Absolutely enjoying it. And um, yeah, I'd recommend it to anyone if you want to get a bit of a Marvel fix. Definitely. Good. Definitely. But yeah, that's it. That's all I've been playing. How about yourself, Marky? Um, okay. Uh, I'll just rush through these. I finished the gunk. Nice. Um, it's only four, four and a half hours long. Um, yeah, enjoy, thoroughly enjoyable little game. Solid seven out of ten. Um, what you do in the gunk? Why am I getting distinct deja vu that I've already talked about this on the last episode? I, I can't remember. Okay. Nick, did I talk about this on the last episode? You talked about the gunk, but I can't remember if you finished it or not. Okay. I think you might have. Well, I finished it now. <laughs> it was fine. Um, it was a, you know, well, it was better than fine. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, aside from some technical issues and some weird, like, getting stuck in the environment puzzle, uh, it, like bugs, uh, and a few other little bits and pieces, like minor niggles. For a first attempt at a 3D action puzzle platformer by the people who did all the Steam World um, games, uh, very good, very good. Mm. Uh, and it's on Game Pass, so... Give it a try. Um, I picked up a an NVIDIA Shield TV mm-hmm. uh, mainly because I'm so sick of the inbuilt smart TV functionality of my TV. And I think it's it might be the same with every TV, but the inbuilt UI and everything for switching between apps and everything is absolute garbage. Yeah, I'm, I'm not alone in thinking nah. that, right? No, nah, they're all they're all poor. There, there's a reason why there is a market for Fire Sticks and Chromecasts and whatnot. Shield, yeah. It's because the inbuilt TV stuff is... I hate it. I hate it so much. So laggy. Mm. Um, and sometimes just plain doesn't work uh, on my Samsung TV. Um, so I picked it up mainly for that. Um, but also I wanted something that was going to have like a little bit other extra functionality as well. For a while I was looking at getting an Apple TV... Um, so I could play um, Apple Arcade games on the TV. Um, but I settled on getting a Shield TV uh, because I can install Game Pass um, on it to play Xbox Cloud Gaming, um, but also the NVIDIA Game Stream thing. So f- I, when I've got like a something like a Watch Dogs or um, the upcoming Elden Ring, a game where I'm going to be... I'm going to want and sit, play for a good long while, and it's on a controller. I don't like playing a game with a controller at the desk. It feels wrong. Yeah. Uh, I want to sit on my sofa. Um, so with the Shield TV, I can stream my PC down to the TV, and if there is any input latency, I can't feel it at all. Uh, and for the ultimate test, I streamed Sekiro downstairs, oh. and I was pulling off perfect parries uh, downstairs. Um, playing on the sofa, so right. um, you just got to line it blindfolded like that. Games done quick run. I showed you. Yes, I watched <laughs> some of that earlier this evening. Where I was having some dinner, and I've I questioned my existence. It's unreal, um, isn't it? The fuck am I doing? It's 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 unbel- It's it's fucking ridiculous. Only three people it's in the world fair. have completed it. That it's way. not fair. Three people apparently. Well, I mean, he reached like I was watching, and I was like, "How is he?" I was like flicking through, and I was like, "How is he going to get past the snake?" Because you got to like wait and see where the snake goes and everything like that. And he, like he gets through it, and then I looked down at the clock, and I was like, "How the fuck is he at this point in the game?" And the clock's only been running for fifteen, 15 minutes, minutes, and he can't even see what he's doing. It's the, it, mate, honestly, it took the, me the like final two hours to get there. 
You watched the final fight. I watched him. He perfect. I haven't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it because I haven't finished Sekiro yet. But I skipped forward through to the points where he beat bosses that I've, that I have bashed my head against for hours and hours until I finally beat them, and he's just boom done, Done. and he can't even see what he's doing. It's incredible. What the fuck? Yeah, it's mad. Honestly, go and watch it. Blindfolds, Sekiro. yeah. Uh, awesome games done quick. Yeah, awesome games it done will, quick. Twenty twenty two. It will blow your mind. It's incredible. Um, <laughs> the commentators are quite funny. Uh, at various points when he killed a boss, they literally sounded like wrestling commentators. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, good fun. Um, so three D Shield TV. I've been playing uh, some Sekiro, uh, and also I did the bad thing and I double dipped and bought Monster Hunter Rise <laughs> again because it was on Steam. And I managed to get it from CD keys for like twenty something pounds, uh, which is a, a a price I am willing to pay to be able to play Monster Hunter Rise at you know sixty frames a second mm. with four K textures. Um. So yeah, been really enjoying jumping jumping to that into the early game. My progressions, as with every time like I've started a Monster Hunter game again that I've already played, my progression through the early missions is so much faster than it was the first time through because I just understand the game a lot more. Yeah. Um, Football Manager continuing. I just started my fifth season as Newcastle boss, and I my team has undergone a bit of a revolution. A um, little bit late to the game, I discovered a technique that that some football managers have been using for I don't know at least 10 years or so called the inverted uh inverted fullbacks or inverted wingbacks right. so you know how usually like you get your fullbacks in in, in a lot of modern attacking teams your, your wingbacks are like um they rampage yeah. down the wings and they overlap your wing as your wing is cut inside and the 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 wingbacks are pushing up yeah wide on yeah. the outside and high for, to put in crosses. They, they work in place of your winger and the winger comes inside to make es- another move. Essentially, yeah, and your winger cuts inside. So people like Marcelo Bielsa and Pep Guardiola and people like that um, started using inverted wing backs. So instead of them pushing forward, although they still can, um, inverted wing backs sort of like when they move forward, they tuck inside into central midfield. Right. So then your central midfielders can push further forward. So when you go forward, suddenly you've got an absolutely stacked central midfield or you've got your wing backs and like your uh, your one holding midfielder there controlling the midfield and suddenly you've got a five-man attack. Right. Um, and it's meant that I've just been, been able to absolutely smother teams <laughs> that I've been playing against. Um, I switched to that tactic halfway through last season when the, the current tactic was working. Every, all the other teams had figured it out and I wasn't getting anywhere and I had to take drastic measures. And after six months working with that tactic, my goal difference at the end was was like, was ridic- it was like 70-something goals. Jeez. It was ridiculous. That t- <laughs> inverted wing backs in Football Manager is broken. I've been telling anyone I know who plays it to switch to that. Like, yeah. get the sort of players who can play in a midfield position but our fullbacks put them to inverted wing backs and you will just like you'll crush it's it's broken i love it <laughs> um been playing a little bit more cyberpunk because i never finished nice. it i need to go i got really that. close to finishing it on on ps4 wow. um a platform that i never should have bought the game on in the first place <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> uh 
and I mean, yeah, I've been playing through it on um, on PC. Uh, it's just nice. I, I was it's over at my friend's house on, on Friday, um, and he showed me. He went through the settings that he uses because, like, even on like you know a, a thirty eighty and a thirty nine hundred X, you still need to do some tweaking to get it looking just right. Um, so I've, I'm running it at capped at, even though I can, I, before I was running it like 90 frames a second. Now I'm running it capped at 60, uh, with V, the V sync blocking it to 60 yeah, or capping it at 60 at least. Um, ray tracing turned off, yeah. but DLSS turned off as well. And everything else turned up to maximum. Uh, and it runs at a nice smooth 60. Uh, there's well. no blurriness. Yeah. Um, and it just looks sharp and it looks beautiful. Uh, it's still full of weird little bugs um, that like every now and then something will pop up that just completely takes you out of the, the moment and breaks the immersion, which is kind of a shame. Um, but uh, yeah, still, I'm still thoroughly enjoying that game. I'm glad that it's finally kind of slowly but surely getting to the place that it should have been when it launched. Yeah. Um, but... Oof, I mean, this is a conversation for another time, but how the hell does CD Projekt Red rebuild yeah, their image? The, the, that incredible amount of goodwill, and that, that incredible image they had in the public's mind after The Witcher 3 that was then just destroyed by Cyberpunk. How do they rebuild that? But anyway, yeah, that's a discussion for another time. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, I went into my friend's house on um, on Friday and took my my fight stick because I don't get to play fighting games against anyone at home because Zoe refuses to to fight against me. <laughs> we used to play Tekken and I beat her one too many times and now she doesn't want to play with me anymore. Um, so I took my fight stick and some games around to my friend's house and played some uh, some Guilty Gear Strive, um, incredible game, and played some um, oh god, what's it called? Um, You'll understand why I'm struggling in the, the the name in a second. Um, we played some Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, um, but we also played uh, Undernight In Birth EXE Colon Late Open Bracket ST Close Bracket, um, which was I think at that point it was the latest version of Undernight. In birth, which is already a stupid name. I was say, Nick, is that some of your added, code, mate? No, it's like <laughs> there was like undernight in birth, and then undernight in birth exe colon late, and then they add turned late into latest, but put st in brackets, mm. and now there is undernight in birth exe colon late open brackets cl dash r close brackets, and I have no fucking idea what that is yeah. at all. Um, it's a very, very good uh, 2D sprite-based um, fighting game. Very fast, beautifully animated, uh, but very, very accessible um, sort of anime fighting game. Thoroughly enjoyable. Uh, played a bunch of it with uh, with Connor when we used to do Fortnite Fisticuffs, so I think there's a stream somewhere floating about oh. the, the, the evening we played so I'm playing that. Very, very good. Um, I'm going to get my, my mate to come around here some point because I've got a bunch of stuff installed on my console that he doesn't have, like um, Dragon Ball Fighters and um, uh, Injustice and Injustice Two mm. uh, and Marvel vs. Capcom, um, uh, UMVC Three, uh, stuff like that. 
because uh, I'm, I'm I'm really feeling the itch to like try and get back into fighting games, but I <laughs> do not want to play online at all against right. anyone I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I'm playing online against people you know is is great, but it's it's always much more fun to be on a sofa with the with the person you're playing yeah. against, um, having a few beers and yeah, having a good time. So really enjoyed that. And try yeah, try and get some more fight nights going because um, my fight stick otherwise just gathers dust. Although I do feel it's going to get some more use uh, in the coming weeks because uh, Windjammers 2 is out and it's on Game Pass and I fucking love Windjammers uh, and I can't play that on a regular pad. I need to play it on a, on an arcade stick. <laughs> so we should play some of that. Yeah. Uh, Windjammers is so good. The first one. I do. Uh, like and that. 2 looks great. I do like the first one. The first Windjammers, we should play that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Windjammers 2 is on, on Game Pass, so... That sounds like a Friday night stream to me. Hell yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That <laughs> is about it, apart yeah. from my ongoing game of Bejeweled. <laughs> um, Are you still doing that again? Bejeweled Classic. Zen mode. I'm still on the same mode. I am on level 1565. My previous high score wow. was somewhere around 3 or 4 million. Uh, I'm currently on 46,834,480. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been playing the same game for at least six months. Wow. Ooh. I'll just play it, you know, five minutes here, ten minutes there. Imagine if you sit. Imagine uh, if you sit. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't do this to me. Or there's been various points where I've thought like my all of my previous my runs of like of, like they've always ended because like you get to a point where like you fuck yourself and you can't make a three. Yeah. Mm. And I found myself a couple of times being like trying to put myself in a position where I couldn't make a three because I was just like I just need this game to end so I can play something else <laughs> on my phone. I've got access to so many games on my phone. Yeah. I need, I need the game needs to release me <laughs> from this prison. I've got so many Apple Arcade games to play, um, a bunch of other. I mean, I've got so many. I could play. I could be playing ridiculous fishing. Um, I could. Just, I could be playing so many games on here. And I just keep on coming back to fucking Bejeweled because the game will not let me go. It's got you. It's got you. Uh, ain't gonna let you go. It's got me. It's absolutely got me. Yeah. But yeah, that's about it. That's about all I've been playing. Nice. Uh, Nice little variety of games between us all yeah. this evening, I think. Yeah, man. Um, what's coming up uh, in the distant future? I never got round to writing my top ten for the website. Mine's, um, mine's in. I've done mine. I had the parents even in the last. Week. You've done yours. Okay. All right. That's all the impetus I needed <laughs> to do mine. <laughs> I will get mine done then. See. We'll add them up. I'll put them up. Like we can get away with being laps. We'll put yeah. our top tens. I left. I left. Here's our top ten games of 2021 published in February. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? We will get back to Formula One, possibly. Will we? Uh, possibly this week. Possibly Wednesday. Maybe <laughs> next week. Possibly. We'll I mean, see. I'm hoping that this episode will be out on Wednesday. Oh, shit, Monday, isn't it? I can't. I can't edit it tomorrow because I've got to go into the office. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think I can get away with editing a podcast in a meeting. Um, so I won't be able to get this one out until Wednesday. Uh, so if the, if you are listening to this on the day that it comes out, and it is Wednesday, then maybe if you tune into the Laps Gamer Radio Twitch channel, you'll see us practicing and qualifying at uh, Fortress Nick. Uh, 
Oh, um, it's Brazil. Also known as Interlagos. Interlagos. One of the best circuits in the yeah, world. It is. Not the best, but one of the Probably best. Probably the best first good. set of callers in, on any track ever. Yeah. Um, the, uh, one of the best, like, final... Um, yeah, that big one of the best sweet. final corners mm. into a straight as well. Yeah. Mm. Love it. Yeah, Interlagos is great. It's Looking great forward track, to that. Yeah. Uh, and then on Sunday, uh, potentially doing the actual race. At some point, um, me and Chazzy will we finally... I think we've only got about an hour. Save our marriage. Yeah, that's it. We've got to save it. I feel like we've got like one section left to go and then the final resolution of the game uh, and see whether or not we can save our marriage. (laughs) Um, So keep an eye out on the socials for for if we do that. And then, I don't know, uh, yeah, we'll we'll try and get in like a um, uh, Windjammer stream or something like that or some uh, Rainbow Six extraction or or among us yeah. or something like that yeah Rainbow six yeah. extraction would be good i'd be well up for a bit of that that's i did the I tutorial did, yeah did the tutorials and now it's like right don't want to go in with other people i just want me mates no i really don't want to play it with randoms yeah. at all like because I, I i can just about get away with playing like a left for dead sort of game yeah but uh rainbow six is a little bit more tactical yeah i, I don't want to play with randoms that i can't gonna shout them in say yeah. you shouldn't be going through that wall or whatever yeah yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. Um, bang up. Yeah. I'm bang up for that because uh, it actually looks like, from what I've played, it, it looks like a really decent game. I've yeah. also installed uh, Siege just in case we need to terrorist hunt as well. Yes, absolutely. I'm more interested in doing that, to be honest, because mm. uh, the terrorists, the, the, the AI terrorists can shoot back in it. It's a bit more fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, just keep an eye out on the socials. Um, uh, Twitter, at LabsGamer. Uh, yeah. yeah, thanks very much for joining me, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure thanks to talk to you all again. Cheers. Um, thanks, dear listener, for listening yeah. to this awful, rambling mess of an episode. Um, <laughs> we were organized, we were really organized. 2022, we were organized for a completely different uh, episode. <laughs> we're all ready for that. I've got extensive notes for that episode, so that one will hopefully come out. Soon, we've got a few bits in the works. Nice surprise, yeah. We've got some episodes in the works. Um, to cap off a completely unprofessional evening full of technical issues, here is where Mark's recording cuts out for no reason. Needless to say, I will be cracking the whip, and next episode will be flawless or heads will roll. (laughs) 